Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, as we move forward from All-Star Weekend... Let's take a look back as we do another edition of This Week in Knicks History. And this is a powder keg, potentially, uh, for some Knicks fans when they talk about this. It was on this day, February 21st, we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday, that the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony. New York acquired Carmelo along with Chauncey Billups, Ronaldo Bachman, Anthony Carter, and Sheldon Williams in the trade. It eventually became a three-team trade that involved some other players that kind of didn't really matter, but... Um, but he was part of a three-team trade that involved the Knicks and the Nuggets. The Knicks uh, sent away Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Raymond Felton, Timothy Mozgov, a 2014 first-round pick, two second-round pick swaps, and a 2016 – excuse me, two second-round picks and a 2016 uh, first-round pick swap to the Nuggets. Um, and that was the trade between those two teams. The Knicks also sent Eddie Curry and, uh, and Anthony Randolph to the – Minnesota Timberwolves in this deal. So Carmelo comes to the Knicks. A lot of hoopla. Hope that the Knicks will maybe get back to championship contention. He doesn't need to lead the Knicks to three straight playoff appearances in those first three years in New York, but they have just one uh, series win. He finishes as the Knicks' seventh all-time leading scorer. Um, so some success there, but also some 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 lean years. The Knicks uh, spent several years in the lottery in the last seven in New York. Meanwhile, for the Nuggets, uh, at the, they also uh, did not make the playoffs in those three years after trading Carmelo Anthony between 2011 and 2013. Um, they oh, they made it past the first round. That was it. They, excuse me, they got the first round, and that was it. They never made it past the second round. Uh, and then they began a five-year playoff drought. They would then return to the playoffs in 2019 and make it to the second round of the playoffs for the first time in years, uh, where they were led by point guard Jamal Murray, who was drafted with the 2016 first round pick that was swapped with the New York Knicks. So with all that being said, if you can follow all that, it was a very complicated trade. Um, Tommy, as we sit here in 2023, 12 years later, were the Knicks right to make the Carmelo Anthony trade? Man, you talk about something that's been discussed over and over and over again by every Knicks fan 
um, from 10 ways from here to Sunday. Um, and the, at the time, I thought it was the right trade. In retrospect, I still think it's the right move. Um, you know, I, again, I, it's one of those, you know, some trades are win-win. Some trades are lopsided for both teams. This is probably, you know, as close to a draw-draw as you're going to get. You know, the yeah. um, the Nuggets, you know, uh, you know, have Murray to show for it, but didn't have much postseason success. Um, with the Knicks in his final four years, I think it's, you know, the Knicks did not qualify for the playoffs. Um, they kind of rushed into signing Melo to a, you know, to a contract extension that, you know, that that wasn't a wise financial decision. Um, but, uh, you know, again, for his first three years in New York, people forget just how bad the Knicks were prior to to um, uh, Carmelo's arrival. I think, yeah. you know, and the people that knocked the trade in retrospect, you know, like they gave up too much. Listen, was Timofey Mozgov and Wilson Chandler and Danilo Gallinari going to lead you to the finals? No. Um, those guys had respectable careers, but it wasn't like they gave up on a, you know, a, a young Isaiah Thomas or, you know, some other star. Oh, Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, 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 and, and, and the Knicks, you know, that, that 2013, you know, that 12, 13 season, um, the best season, um, you know, in, in recent franchise history, fortunately the Knicks are back kind of on the upswing. Um, yeah. you know, we obviously had the, the Jalen, um, the Julius Randall, all NBA, um, you know, year and the, and the playoff series against the Hawks. Now they're trending towards making the playoffs again with, with Jalen Brunson and Randall and, and a good solid young core there. Um, so there's a lot to like, but there was very lean years from the time Marbury left town up until Carmelo Anthony arrived. Then there were a lot of lean years, um, following that. Um, so I think you have to give Camelo a, a lot of credit for making the Knicks relevant, at least for a little while. Um, you know, that that's, that's something that he, that he earned, that he deserved. Um, there wasn't a lot of bright spots for the Knicks during that stretch. And he provided something for the fans to get excited about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so was it the right trade from from my position? Yes, but I'll use this with a major caveat or kind of asterisk. It was the right trade because Melo forced them to make the trade. So if people remember what happened during that time, it was very clear that he wanted out of Denver. He did it very respectfully, by the way. Um, but it was clear he wanted out and. Essentially, the Nuggets decided, okay, because we don't have much leverage, because Carmelo's going to have his contract coming up, um, we kind of have to send him probably wherever he wants to go so he can sign the extension to that team. So Melo wanted the Knicks, but he wanted New York. So what he did was he essentially flirted with the Nets as well. And the Nets at that, it's actually kind of ironic. It feels like almost a, it was almost deja vu of what happened with Kyrie and KD because the Nets were looked at as a team who like, weren't that good, but like had like nice pieces like Brooke Lopez at that time, people thought was going to be a young all-star and they had uh, a package that definitely could get a guy like Carmelo Anthony. So Carmelo, instead of saying, look, I'm only going to sign an extension with the Knicks. You need to trade me essentially said, I'm willing to go to either team. And that kind of forced at that time, president Donnie Walsh's hand and Dolan Dolan got into the mix and said, you got to make this trade to say, okay, we cannot afford Carmelo Anthony to go to the Nets at that time, the New Jersey Nets, who were going to move to Brooklyn in a year or two. Um, 
We can't afford him to go there and sign an extension, and then we had a chance at Melo. We, we can't have that happen. So Melo, the Knicks had to make that trade, and they had to gut their roster essentially. Knicks at that in that point in the season, they kind of were like the Knicks are this season. They had like one star in Amari Stoudemire and a, a bunch of young players that were ascending. Guys looked like they had a future. They were playing good team basketball. They had a good thing going. And that was a super team era where players were taking less money in order to come together and uh, and, and win championships. You saw that, obviously, with the Miami Heat. Melo, out of all those guys, was the only guy who was like, no, I need to get all the money I possibly can get. I need to sign this extension before this lockout happens. And I will sign it with the Nets if that means I get New York City. And it forced the Knicks hand. And what happened is he kind of cut his nose despite his face, like, he, he he demanded that he got that trade and he demanded that he got that money up front. And then the Knicks didn't have the resources to build the team around him. So when people say, well, why couldn't the Knicks build around him? Well, it's Carmelo Anthony's fault. If he would have just either told them, I'm only signing with the Knicks, so trade me to the Knicks, and therefore they could have took assets off the table to make that deal happen, or the Nuggets risked losing him for nothing, or just said, don't trade me anywhere. I'll play the season now and I'll sign in free agency because the Knicks had cap space as well. People forget the Knicks then it could have used those other assets to then get another third star. Maybe they just maneuver the roster differently so that they had other pieces like this metal era. I think could have gone extremely differently had he just made one decision that would have required him to just not take as much money. And he didn't do that. What's amazing is like it, it, it nowadays looking back, it doesn't seem like crazy that an all-star got traded back at that point. There was, it was seemed like it was talked about for months ahead of time. And it we're still crazy. discussing it. And just yeah. this past trade deadline, we had three eight time all-stars Durant, Kyrie and Russell Westbrook no, no. Traded within like 12 hours. And it was like, Oh, you know, business as usual, almost, you know? Um, yeah. But at that point, it just wasn't that, you know, this was, he was kind of a precursor. He was a, you know, before, before it was a fashionable thing to do. Um, yeah. you know, that's why it was so controversial because it just, it's something that we didn't have a lot of, you know, to weigh, you know, should a team give up all these assets for this one player and what makes, you know, um, it, it is. And, and to your point, um, had mellow and even even in terms of locking money before the the lockout you know getting a guaranteed yeah. contract he guaranteed he instead of giving himself a player option for that season in which he was traded if he had given himself uh you know in, instead of instead of giving himself the player option he wanted the guaranteed money yeah um, exactly if he had just not done that then he would have been a free agent the summer prior and yeah. it would have been instead of Bosch as the third banana with Wade and and LeBron it would have been mellow most likely who knows where they would have landed yeah um but all th- and and all four of those guys including Bosch would have been free agents obviously they were all drafted for the first five picks with Darko um that same summer they all would have been free agents and mellow his career would look so different if he wins because he would have been alongside LeBron that means he would have won a championship and you know you talk about great players and legacy and you know um obviously uh, Carmelo's career is looked at far differently if he has a title with LeBron yeah, and, and and I think that there's also a chance that, you know, if he goes into that free agency, maybe the Knicks end up signing Melo and Amari in that we, offseason. We, we, we saw Kyrie bring KD to Brooklyn. You know, KD right. wasn't going to Brooklyn if it wasn't for Kyrie. So Yeah, and then maybe this becomes this mega super, you know, super wars that happens in that summer of 2010 that was so anticipated. So a lot of things could have changed with Melo. You're right. The first contract he is extension he got, he didn't get the the three plus one deal. He wanted yes. the full five year deal. Yes. Um, like there were a lot of things that four plus one and a five. It was a lot of things that happened with Melo. All of it came down to Melo wanting his money, yes. which yes. is understandable. Yep. 
we're in a capitalist society. So I, I, I understand it. But I'm just saying for Melo's basketball legacy yes. and for what his Nick legacy could have been, I, as a guy who grew up a Commonwealth me fan, he was my favorite athlete as a kid. Like, I just think, like, if he would have just told them I'm only going to the Knicks or just uh, told them I'm going to free agency, I, I think I think we're having an entirely different conversation about the Knicks franchise. I think they absolutely compete for championships. I think they go to more than just one series past the first round. I don't know if they win a title, but Melo was that good at that time. He, he yep. was that good that yep. he could have been the best player on the championship team, and it just didn't happen. Partially, I think, because of him. Last question before we get out of here, because it's a question that gets asked a lot with Melo and his legacy. Do you think his number should be retired at MSG? Uh, certainly worth worth the debate. Um, first thing, first and foremost, Carmelo Anthony is a first ballot Hall of Famer. No ifs ands or buts about it. Um, Absolutely. You know, remember, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. Even if it was the NBA Hall of Fame, he'd still be a, a Hall of Famer. But it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. A championship as a freshman at Syracuse. Multiple um, uh, uh, Olympic gold medals. A fantastic scorer, leading scorer on those Olympic teams. Um, and then you factor in his 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 incredible production, especially on the offensive end um, as a professional. Um, Carmelo is one of just five players in NBA history to average uh, twenty plus points per game in each of his first 14 seasons the other four players in that club kareem shaq michael jordan lebron james um lebron uh carmelo wasn't a great scorer he was one of the greatest scorers in the history of the sport um and and to suggest otherwise is, is just not not accurate um right. should he be should his number get retired i think it kind of you know comes down where you fall on the number retiring debate um it's weird but Carmelo actually played more games as a Nugget than he did as a Nick. Um, his, yeah. his his greatest team success was with the Nuggets by far. Um, Denver qualified for the postseason each of the seven seasons. Carmelo was in New York. We know about that Western that run to the Western Conference Finals. Um, uh, all that being said, is Carmelo's probably one of the ten greatest players to ever wear a Knicks uniform. So I don't have a problem with him being retired. I'm probably a little bit of a stickler or a hard grader, as Mike and the Mad Dog would say, when it comes to retiring numbers. Yeah. I probably want a little more postseason success. Uh, I'd probably be a little more selective, make it a little bit harder club to get into. Um, but I'd have I'd have no problem with the with the Knicks retiring Melo's number. Yeah, I mean the Knicks have had a pretty it's a pretty selective class right now. I mean you're talking about Walt Frazier. Dick Barnett, Earl Monroe, Dick McGuire, Willis Reed, DeBusher, Bill uh, Bradley, and Ewing. Um, and Brett Holtzman, who doesn't have a number, but they retired. They acknowledged the 613 wins. But so many of those are skewed by the – I shouldn't say skewed, but it's because of those two titles. That's why there's, there's – Right, I was going to say, and I was, what I was going to say was that, like, besides Ewing and McGuire, all those guys have championships, and they all kind of played on the same teams. Yeah. So besides that era of Knicks basketball, really no one else has that jersey retired. I have been – I'm someone who – Again, I criticize Melo's tenure as a Nick a lot. I am pro him getting his number retired. Um, I think when you think of this generation of Knicks basketball, by hook or crook, you think of Carmelo Anthony, and you do think of a lot of greatness that went with that. It wasn't necessarily a lot of wins, but a lot of points, a lot of uh, memorable nights at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I think that he shouldn't get it before Bernard King. Bernard King absolutely needs to get his number retired, and it's a shame that he hasn't. Um, maybe whenever Julius Randle's Nick career ends, and I'm not saying that it needs to end right now. I'm not yeah. trading him on this podcast. I'm just saying, whenever Julius Randle moves on, uh, and they have that 30 to retire, they should put up Bernard King. But I think that Mel, I'm fine with number seven going up there in Nick Rafters. I think that he uh, deserves that. Um, and I thought that he was classy, by the way, to come in and you know know that he couldn't wear 15, uh, which yeah. is retired for Earl Monroe. So uh, I always think it's a fun conversation with the retirements with Carmelo because. 
he'd be the guy who probably won the least of these guys that would be up there. Definitely. You know? um, and there are some other guys, you know, guys played in the 90s, like the Celtics retired role players numbers. Like, yep. you know, like John Starks' number is not retired. And some Oakley. people may say, should, should he have been retired, considering how much winning they did in the 90s? Or Oakley, you know. Or Charles Oakley, right, which over James Dolan's dead body. <laughs> yeah. was, was Charles Oakley's number be retired at Madison Square Garden. The other, th- um, the other thing is, what yeah. are they going to do when Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle lead this Knicks team to a dynasty of, like, four titles? Of course. Then do they do they have two number 30s retired? That's, that's a whole other, you know, predicament they'll be in, you know, in about 10 years from now. Exactly, exactly. So, um, shout out to, to the great Carmelo Anthony again. I saw him uh, he arrived at, car, at the garden on Christmas and he got a great standing ovation. I was one of them up cheering for him and, and giving him a standing ovation. So, um, a crazy time that was in 2011. Bella was traded to the New York. Knicks.